Welcome back to another episode of the Force for Growth podcast. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we are going to be discussing a very fun topic that we all relate to a little bit, imposter syndrome. So let's get started. Imposter syndrome, Courtney. What what is it? What is it, it first is, of all? It is this idea that pops up in a lot of our brains, whatever level of success you are or are not at yet, where you just feel like you shouldn't be there, like you mm. are an imposter, like you are just somehow got lucky and ended up here and you don't belong with this group. And the more time that goes on, I just see it in more and more people. And after talking to a lot of successful folks about this type thing, we all struggle with this. It doesn't matter what level we're at. And so it's just, I've come to the conclusion, we're all winging it. So it's just be more graceful with yourself. Like just forgive yourself, give, allow yourself to take the chance. So all these things fall in that category, but imposter syndrome is a trick. Mm. Yeah. So let me tell you, let me break it down. What is it? I, I looked it up. So I found one definition that says imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. Mm-hmm. Wow. Doubting but your abilities. According to the American Associ- American Psychiatric Association, the APA, they call it the imposter phenomenon. And they said it occurs among high achievers who are unable to internalize and accept success. Ah. often attributing their accomplishments to luck. Wow. Wow. That's an eye-opening one. It It kind of hits you in the face. It is. I'm glad I don't believe in luck, though. Yeah. I don't. don't, uh, But you know what? But what is really luck? When we talk about this thing that's luck and we throw it out there, aren't we just kind of saying that the success happens to us because of something outside of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we're kind of saying? That yeah. call it luck, call it the universe, call it manifestation, call it whatever. We're trying to attribute our success and our achievement on something outside of us that made it happen. Mm-hmm. And I see this a lot with people thanking God as well or their religion, which is, you know, all of these things might have played a role in it, but who made it happen? Or, you, you know, you can thank God all day. God gave you the abilities to figure it out and to do something, right? So it's, yeah, it's that handing over the credit to something else. Outside of you. Outside of you. Yeah, it's, it's a big one. You. This is you know, we're, we're all needing help. We all need inspiration. We all need resources. We all need skills. We all need these things. But at the end of the day, who is responsible for your own personal success? Me. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, luck is yeah. just whenever the world finally gets to see what you've been working on for years behind closed doors. Let me <laughs> tell you, though, the opposite of that is taking responsibility for your own failures. Oh, this so is if you're not capable of taking responsibility for your own failures, how are you going to take responsibility for your own success? Hence, mm-hmm. creeps in imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Break it down, Courtney Carr. Yes. Okay. Imposter syndrome. So I 
joined the MLM world a little over 10 years ago. And a lot of us are taught fake it till you make it. And Mm. for years, like there are probably people listening to this right now that I have told and given advice to just fake it till you make it. But I've learned some things and I tripped over some lessons that this hit me and it's a big deal to me and it's really turned some things around for me. So the fake it till you make it doesn't work because one, you don't have to fake anything. Just newsflash. Now we'll talk about confidence in a second, but you don't need to fake you. You don't need to fake who you are. You need to actually show up, like try, fall, get back up, do it again. You actually need to grow through it, go through it, you know, pursue through that. And so don't fake yourself. The other problem is just this idea that let's say we do start off our goal or our career or whatever as faking it till you make it. Is there ever a time where you stop and you're like, I've made it. I'm going to lay that down. No, literally we're a decade into our careers sitting there wondering why we still feel like an imposter when you look at it, we're still identifying as a faker, still identifying as a fraud, fake it till you make it. In order to say fake it till you make it, you have to identify that you're fake. That's a dangerous mindset thing. You don't want to do that. Like, I can't emphasize that enough. There's nothing fake about you if you're genuinely interested in something and want to pursue that. You don't need to fake it. We see it a lot. Don't worry. Like, I guarantee you on all of our own social media scrolls, we can look and be like, oh, they're just faking that. And so it doesn't work as a marketing ploy either. People are wise to it. That's a third reason it doesn't work. Your clientele is smarter than that. And they want a real human. They want to talk to and connect with a real human, not some perfect little thing that you're spouting off numbers that aren't really yours or this or that. Like, it, we just need to stop. Like, you don't need to be like anyone else. You need to be the best version of you. So, which involves absolutely not faking it, which involves showing up vulnerable, showing up authentic. You're not going to be a newbie forever. You will learn fast if you apply yourself. So, and then the other tip is what to do instead is you just actually got to build your confidence. So, I just want to remind every one of the formula for how to build or break your self-confidence or your self-esteem. Whenever you are struggling with confidence or anything, it's it's all it starts with the little promises you make to yourself and if you keep them or break. Now, it's a whole nother level when you're talking about promises and your word to other people. But right now we're talking about those little things like when it's an evening and you're like, you know, I should really wake up tomorrow and work out. If you actually get up tomorrow and work out, you just built another notch of self-confidence. You just got another brownie point, right? Your brain believes you. So the next time when you're like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and work out, your brain's like, yeah, you are. We're building momentum. Let's go for it. I'm motivated. Whereas the opposite, if you don't get up and work out, your brain's going to be like, see, you never do what you say. See, you're just this. You're just this. And your brain is literally bashing itself. And you believe it. Every cell in your body believes this, right? So Focus on, even if it's tiny, minute little new habits or new skills or new promises yourself that you keep, that is how you're going to build the confidence. And that's all say, hey, destroy it. So there's a lot of danger in saying you're going to do something to yourself and not following through. And there's a lot of magical energy to be had if you say, I'm going to do this tomorrow and you do it, or you just get up right now and do it. You don't have to wait till tomorrow either. That's a whole nother thing. So it's just putting it off till later to wait for the motivation to hit or wait to this, to fake it till you make it, to wait for the perfect time. None of that actually exists. We need Mm. to show up. We need to be there for ourselves and honor ourselves and actually do it. Like do the damn thing. So what about 
when you feel that you don't have the credentials to do X, Y, Z? That's that's a true test. That's a human test, right? It's nerve wracking. What do you do? How does Ricardo approach that? No, so so this happened. Okay, so we let we're leading this business call now, the business power hour with in with a with a <laughs> With the Farmer's, Farmer's Branch yeah. Chamber of Commerce, right? A collaboration with the Farmer's Branch Chamber of Commerce, right? And when we were first approached about this idea and started kicking this idea around and then it happened, my first thought was like, well, we have businesses, but they're not million-dollar businesses. We have several business, two businesses and, and a nonprofit, but they're not million dollars or millions of dollars, right? What? What right credentials do I have to come on and talk to people about business and business mindset? Right. And let me point out something. Nobody on that, like, this group isn't asking that of him. This is all in his head. Exactly. The group is not asking Ricardo to show up as a millionaire, billionaire, whatever heir. They're just asking to show up and bring value. Correct. Uh, everything Correct. else is happening in his head. Well, not yet. We're not yet yeah. at the million in the million, ten million dollar club. Yet. However, so then I had that bout of where this imposter syndrome really just came upon me because I was like, well, why, you know, I don't have the credentials to talk to this group of business owners. Some of them have been in business 20, 30, 40 years. And Whatever, you know, so the stories kept on coming into my head, but then I had to stop. I'm like, wait a second. I'm just coming to facilitate a conversation Mm -hmm. that I can do. I'm qualified to do that. We've been facilitating conversations on the 6 a.m. call twice a week for almost two years now. And in our mastermind groups and our circle of success and all these other things that we do. That's all I do is facilitate conversations. This is just a conversation with a business content. Mm -hmm. And then once I accepted that and absorbed that and allowed myself to be like, I am capable of addressing this and facilitating a conversation around business thoughts and ideas. Okay, I am qualified. Yeah. So then it went away. (laughs) <laughs> and you did an amazing job. Yeah. So, but but it crept up on me out of nowhere. Why am I feeling this? Why am I having doubts? Why am I second guessing myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I the I was lucky enough to go to an event on Monday where I met a lot of the faces I didn't already know. And so I was talking to Ricardo last night. If I hadn't have met those folks in person, I would have been a nervous wreck with imposter syndrome right there on my forehead like uh, but just showing up authentically with actual connection magical formula right the nerves went away like yes it just it was just a conversation things but yeah it was just a conversation i was like am i not qualified to have a conversation and lead a discussion well that i am i can do that you're one of the most qualified people i've ever met that can do that skill right so yeah. but but that's where my focus went into this big old thing and that's what made me feel like oh, i'm i'm being an imposter mm-hmm. right i don't should i really be doing this should i not be doing this are there more qualified people to do this and i'm like no there's really not yeah when I start really thinking about the skill set that I'm going to bring to the table, no, I don't think there's anybody more qualified than me to do this. 
Mm-hmm. Toot toot. Yeah. That, that's that's me. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You take that credit. You toot that horn. I'm, I'm tooting that horn. But that's a great observation because what to our listeners, to myself, I'm asking this question, like what are you assuming your clients want or assuming people expect from you that you're laying those expectations on yourself and you're making yourself miserable or you're quitting on a goal or you're fill in the blank, right? Like you're just stopping there and not progressing. Like that's the whole trick is just like he did. He sat there, he reverse engineered it. And he's like, wait a minute, what is actually do I need for this call? What skills do I need to hone in on? Okay. And what, and if he, it was a skill he didn't have yet. He would have prepped beforehand and polished it as much as he could before the actual time got there. Cause there's a lot of learning. You're not going to learn until you're doing it right. Build the plane in the air, but by reverse engineering it and honing in, you don't need to have the whole picture painted. Correct. You just no. need to know what color and what paintbrush to pick up next. That's yes. it. And if you don't know or have those, that's the next step. That's okay. Find those or get them. That's it. And so it's just simplify, simplify. But we can take this advice into our brains with imposter syndrome, you guys, and make it a lot less stressful. Just you lay that weight down when you realize you don't have to be anything other than you. So free. I, so free. I, I think the other thing is accepting your limitations. I know we'd like to talk about being unlimited and reaching the far, the far ethers of the moon and the sky and the entire universe however the truth is we have limitations mm-hmm. if i said hey courtney meet me over here at baylor scott medical center and let's go perform a brain surgery this afternoon <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah. you know let, let's go let's, let's go grab some scrubs and show up go to the operating room and let's get to let's get to work let's get to it but then you'll not, be paying for that surgery. <laughs> it, it ain't going to fare too well for us, right? right. So in that case, that but, would be an immense amount of imposter syndrome. Right. Because we but know. Does it mean we aren't capable of becoming a doctor? No. No. But if I obsess over the fact that I'm not qualified right now, I will kill any possibility of becoming a doctor. You see? Correct. Like, But we also have to face our limitations. Like, oh, well, that's not where we are. That's not where we are right now. Your wife, she said, LOL, they would lock both y'all up in the psych ward. Ain't that the truth? They would. They <laughs> would. Because we have no business there. But you know what? Here's we'll the thing. We'll be hosting a mastermind in the psych ward. Anyway, okay, stop. It's okay, though. It's okay to know, like, hey, that's not something that we are capable of doing. Right. We could if we went to school and had the training and the internship and went through the process. Yes. But right now, we don't have that skill set. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So we're not going to willingly put ourselves in a position to where we're going to feel imposters. Right. Or be in jail for impostering a doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Right. That's an extreme example, but you kind of get where I'm going with yeah. that. Right? It drives it right. home. It drives it home. That means right. it doesn't mean stop doing it. It just means pivot to, okay, do I need to hire somebody for this? Am I even willing Ooh. to get qualified? Do I have the potential to get qualified? Do I even care to pursue this? You know, there's so many do options. I, yeah, the who's, who's qualified to do this for me? Hello? <laughs> exactly. Right? And that's one way to work through the imposter syndrome is just understanding your limitations that are really outside of your possibility right now. I'm talking mm-hmm. extremely outside. I'm talking about Courtney, let's go jump on a spaceship and go to the moon. Okay. Outside of the realm of immediate possibility. 
not, okay, let me go learn a new program. Let me go learn something new. Let me refine my current skill set in order to be confident in myself and know that I'm bringing it. Mm-hmm. That there's two different things here, yeah. two different things. Yeah, that's a good one. Man, yeah, Jesse said pivot. Are you pivoting or do you need to pivot? Yeah, just yeah. the questions in that moment, that moment when you either choose to give energy to the imposter syndrome or choose to take a step back and sit down and be like, well, what do I need to do right now? To yes. Show or up what can I do? What can I do? What can yeah. I do right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because what, what am I capable of? Limiting beliefs are amazing to discover because they were formed when we were little, most likely, and were or were formed from something that happened years and years and years ago. And it's still running the program. It's still running your software for your life. So it's really empowering to highlight and focus on your limiting beliefs. But then when you know what they are, you can redesign them yes. or make a new decision about them, you know? Yes. So. It's powerful. It's powerful, but it's okay. A limiting belief, there's a difference. I want to make this distinction. I don't want to ramble though. There's a difference between a limiting belief and having a limited skill set. Yes. There's yeah. two different things, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure we don't get those confused. Which Just because, one would, go ahead. Which one would you say would paralyze somebody's goals more? The limiting belief. Yeah, I agree. So if you think it's just limited skill set, no. you have all the potential inside you to do whatever you want. And you just and resources and resources yes. to learn the skill, to get better at the skill, to improve the skill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Polish, polish. I am curious. So Jesse brought up pivoting. Would you talk to us for a second about pivoting? Since when you, a lot of the fake it till you make it is approached with so you look good to other people like you have it all together and what do we know about when you make a plan ahead of time it's all probably going to fall apart or change so we talked to us for a second about pivoting you have to pivot you have to pivot you have to see what's going on look at the feedback because it's all feedback and take appropriate action Mm -hmm. so what happens when i get to the next level and i feel like an imposter again what do i do then Oh, man, Courtney, you're like bringing it. You're trying to yeah. make this like a, a, a four-hour conversation. No, this no. Is, but, this is a, this is a but, lecture now. But no, no, that's my whole point, though, is, yeah, basically, you're going to reach another level where you're then you going to have to make another decision again. Okay, am I going to build up my skills here or I'm going to give in to le- limiting beliefs? Because David Nieves and, um, oh, it's come back to me. Um, there's always new levels and always new devils. So you're yes. always going to have a devil. And just like you said, it's a phenomenon that's happening among high achievers. So if you're trying to achieve something, the chances that this is going to hit you and you're going to have imposter syndrome this year, five years from now, you're going to hit different levels of it. So you right, really let me break it down. It yeah. Let me see if I can summarize this down in like three minutes. Are you listening? Okay. Throw me some likes if you guys are ready to hear Woo-hoo! this real quick with Courtney putting me on the spot. Like, 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 share, I share, love share. Ricardo in the hot seat. Let's go. Boom. This is called ceiling floor ceiling. So think about a building with five stories. You're on the ground floor all the way to the fifth story. You're on the ground floor. You're working hard. You're hitting it. You're hitting the books. You're refining your skills. You're doing what you need to do. 
you're pushing through the imposter syndrome, you break through that first floor to the second floor. Oh, great. But here's the thing. In most cases, you don't even realize that you broke through unless it's super obvious. So you break through, you're working, you're like, all right, I'm making some progress. This is great. But why does it feel like I'm not going anywhere? Even though you've already broken through that first level. But it feels like you're not going anywhere. Because you're already at this new place. So then what? You possibly feel that imposter syndrome. I'm not qualified to do this. I don't know where I am. I don't know what to do. I don't have the skill set, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what you don't realize is you've already broken through one whole level. If you really stop and look back to where you were when you were on the ground floor, you would realize that you're not in the same place, literally Mm -hmm. in the same place. So then you work. And you go and you keep hustling and doing what you got to do. And now you're banging your head against that second floor between the second and third floor. And you're going and you're going and you're going. And then you finally what? Break through. Then you get to the third floor. And guess what happens again as soon as you hit that breakthrough? Oh, Courtney, I, I just feel like I'm not growing. I'm not really getting anywhere. But where are you? You're on the third floor, baby. Level three, baby. Yeah. You're not on the ground floor, but we don't ever really stop back to look to see where we were compared to where we are now and the progress that we've made. You just don't. But it feels like the first floor. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you literally just broke through and you feel like you're starting back over. Mm Mm-hmm. As soon as you break through and you work on that third floor for a little bit and you're not able to break through that ceiling yet, it's going to feel like you're on the ground floor. Why? Because all of the floors are blue with white floors. You can't tell the difference. It's the same color. You can't tell that you're on the ground floor, the third floor. You really have to stop and look to see where you were compared to where you are now and Get excited and affirm your growth and progress Mm -hmm. and your accomplishments. And that's where imposter syndrome comes from. That's what we were talking about before. Overachievers who are unable to internalize and accept success. You got to accept your success. Boom. Yeah. Got to take credit for yourself. Yes. I'll I'll be authentic that you're still working on this with me. Like we still are working credit. on this and it's been a couple years journey, right? Like, and it's, it's, everything's related, trusting yourself, you know, like it's all related, but if you can master this in business or if you can master this in your marriage, it transposes to other areas of your life. It so does. just a reminder there, if you've grown a lot personally, just carry that over to business or vice versa and just let it kind of fuse everywhere in your life because growth is overall. It's not just in one category for most things. So, And I'll say this thing, the f- ceiling floor ceiling never stops. You're going to be on the 25th floor and guess what it's going to feel like? Like first you're on floor, the first floor. Ground level. Sometimes it feels like you fell through the basement. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you actually might. Sometimes you actually might. But what's cool is when you actually stop and think about it, you'll be like, you know what? I know how to get back up to level 20. 20th floor. I've done it before. 
I'll and say that's this. when you consult yourself and just keep going. You never really fall back. That's you true. never really fall back. And I'll tell you why. Because everything that you've learned from the previous lessons prevent you from falling back. That would you falling back all the way down to the ground floor or the second floor if you're on the 20th floor would mean that you forgot these lessons, that you forgot these experiences, that you totally wiped them out of your ma- out of your mind. But because it's a different mind. Every time you learn something, every time you achieve something, every time you accomplish a goal, a success, sell something, close a deal, you're creating a new mind. Mm-hmm. The mind doesn't ever go back. Like right now, Courtney, if I said, go back to five-year-old Courtney, no. you can't. Yeah. That's true. You can't. You know, I mean, yes, we can put you in the hypnotic <laughs> trance and all this other stuff. There but are resources for, the, for that. But for the most part, you can't go back to that mind. It's always a new mind. That's Joe Dispenza. It's always a new mind. I love that when you told me that, because the first time you ever told me that was um, so I hadn't actually consumed UPW Tony Robbins event. And uh, until this year, was that this year? My brain's going to, anyway, so let's say 2021, but yeah, there was this seven year gap and I was talking to you about like, oh, I'm not sure if I should do it or if I should crew it. And, you know, I haven't seen the full seminar in seven years and you pointed out, you're like, it's a new mind and that it, it just was fascinating. So even going back to perspective changes over time and our mind. It's always a new mind. Right now, after this episode, we have a new mind. If you're towards the end of this recording, new mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the freedom in that. Just the it's freedom in that. Mind. Like, it's so, it's such an, I don't, I would feel like a prisoner thinking about having to fake it until I make it. Like, that now feels uh, like I would be like putting shackles on myself, where I built the grace to forgive myself. And granted, I mean, I'd still beat myself up sometimes and have to have that talk where I'm like, whoa, whoa, Courtney, stop. You're not going to beat yourself up to success. But overall, it's becoming a lot more automatic and that that propels me and motivates me and my momentum and it all is relative. Boom. 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 Yeah. This is a good chat. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Force for Growth and always remember to be a force for good. A force for growth. And a force for greatness. Thank you. All right. Much.